4: this is Sin tonight with veteran handicappers Matt humans and Wes Reynolds on Sin, the sports betting network
5: if you've ever seen a NASCAR pit stop that's what it's like here was we're trying to do the changeover between shows and get set up Wes I'm not quite ready for the show yeah, what I about it we still have huh? a of live I know I'm trying to get the Wi-Fi set up and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get rolling here. Uh, You know who else didn't uh, show up ready to play tonight? Alabama Crimson Tide. How about that? Number two tied right now. Down eight to Auburn with seven and a half minutes to go. I will say the Fighting Irish showed up to fight for Mike Bray in his home finale. Notre Dame on top of Pitt, 75-62 to with three minutes to go. That was a common play for us on last night's show. Notre Dame plus four and a half. And the uh, Irish trying to send Mike Bray out in style in South Bend.
4: Yeah, they absolutely are, and plus, also, it was a little bit of a fate of Pitt. Pitt finally gets ranked this season, twenty-fifth uh, ranked, and fourteen and four in the ACC. And you know, and when a team hasn't been really respected or re- doesn't feel like they've been noticed all year, and they finally get that respect, you know, sometimes they lay an egg, even though they're still not out of it yet. They just got fouled on a three, 76 to sixty-five, two fifty-three left to go. Mike Bray might be closing down the linebacker tonight. Apparently, Tim Murray informed me, Irish aficionado, uh, informed me that Mike Bray has never been to that famous bar in
5: South Bend. How does Tim know that? I don't know, but I'm going to trust Tim's judgment on this. Maybe Mike Bray lied about that, and he's been to the bar a times. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. Yeah, he doesn't
4: want to (laughs) exactly put that out there, but... Okay,
5: Tim. (laughs) Anyway... Bunch of college hoops uh, action tonight. We love college basketball here on this show, so uh, we got three hours of it coming uh, your way. We're going to also talk golf and NBA tonight. And, um, Wes, we got a lot to talk about with golf with uh, Matt Grill, DraftKings trading manager, and Stephen Hennessy, deputy Mm -hmm. managing editor of Golf Digest. Those are going to be our two guests on VSIN tonight. Wes Reynolds, Matt Eumann's here. And, um, Wes, we. got to check in on our place. Things are going really well so far. Yes. I have to say, I'm in a good mood as the show starts tonight because got a Notre Dame winner most likely. An Auburn winner most likely. And you're looking good on Ohio State. I followed you on this game. The number was at pick this morning. Ohio State on top of Maryland 67 to 57 with a little over two minutes to go in Columbus.
4: Road, Maryland has reared its ugly head here, even though it's still a 10-point game, about two minutes left to go, so it's not done yet. But Maryland's only won one game in the Big Ten, and that was at Minnesota. Ohio State, of course, broke a nine-game losing streak. And when a team sometimes does that, it's kind of like the monkey. The Albatross has moved off your back here. And Ohio State, trying to get two wins in a row, they did defeat Illinois on Sunday. I have two and a half here, so... Maryland trying to turn up the pressure. Ohio State breaks it pretty easy, but they take a quick shot. That's why this team's twelve and seventeen. They're dumb. Well, that's poor that coach. is a dumb shot, and that's, then Maryland almost made him pay for it.
5: That's low IQ basketball, but it's also poor coaching. You got to make sure you guys know they can't take that shot. Chris Holtman should be better than that.
4: Yeah, I mean um, he was he was much better than that at
5: Butler. I mean, I, I, look, I thought, and I def- I'm a Holtman defender. Mm-hmm.
4: And I was like, man, this guy ran great stuff at Butler. You know, kept it rolling in Indianapolis. But this has been a very disappointing season for a team that does have talent on this roster to be four and fourteen in the Big Ten. Now they're being a little bit smarter and running clock. Of course, as I say that, they turn it over for a backcourt violation.
5: All right, let's get to the games about to tip off here at six p.m. You and I have a lot of action tonight. I think I bet on fourteen games today, one way or another. I uh, got a couple money line parlays working, and. Um, Got some plays, got some information that came in today, some good information on some games. We'll see how that works out. We'll talk about that as the show goes on tonight. But uh, Texas and TCU about to tip in Fort Worth. What do you think of TCU here as a short favorite? Seems to be drawing money today. Mm-hmm. Horn Frogs up to three and a half in some spots. I think it's the right
4: spot. I did not end up laying it, however. Uh, I could see you putting it in a money line parlay. Texas, by the way, They have to win this game just to stay in because, you know, they have Kansas coming in over the weekend down in Austin for senior day. And Kansas has already gotten at least a share of the big 12 title being that they held on against Texas tech last night at the fog. But Yeah, I I like TCU a little bit in this spot. Now, the one thing about TCU that has kind of disappointed me is how they've kind of handled the Eddie Lampkin injury, the big Mm -hmm. guy. Remember how great he was against Arizona in that second-round game where they almost knocked out the Wildcats?
5: Probably should have beat Arizona. They
4: should have won that game. And Eddie Lampkin has battled injuries, but they didn't shut him down for a few games and let him get right. He's having to be playing through these injuries, and he's only getting 15 to 20 minutes, but – Mike Miles is really the guy that stirs the drink for Texas, uh, Christian. And, you know, don't shoot a lot of threes. I mean, they're not very good at shooting them, but they're very good at running the rim, and
5: that's what they need to do against the Longhorns tonight. You're saying Mike Miles is the straw that stirs the drink for the yes. one Frogs? Yes, Like the Reggie Jackson of 1977 for the New York Yankees? Yes. Okay. Exactly like that. Uh, the Texas TCU game is going to tip at 6.11 p.m. Pacific, so you got a few minutes. Get your bed in if you want to play that. That's one game I don't have a play on, West. TCU, right now, a th- three and a half point favorite, total of 149.5 at circa. Uh, also, about to tip off Penn State and Northwestern. This one, uh, about one minute away from tip. Purple Cats, four and a half point favorites, total of 133.5. Did you play this game at all?
4: I ended up taking a little five when it showed today on the Nittany Lions. Of course, they're coming off that horrible meltdown against Rutgers at home. So, you know, look, Penn State, I think they're probably on the outside looking in, but I still think they can maybe play their way back on the bubble. This would certainly be a quad one win uh, against Northwestern. Northwestern, if you really look at what they've done this year, and the reason why they've been really good in the Big uh, Ten is uh, assistant Chris Lowry, former Southern Illinois head coach. I know a Bruce Weber mm-hmm. disciple. So kind of part of that Purdue tree, at least on an extended branch, a uh, former player in Evansville Harrison. And he basically has designed this like little post trap to play against Trace Jackson Davis and Zach Eady and Hunter Dickinson. And they figured it out better than anybody, but The problem for them is that's not going to work against Penn State because Penn State don't really do much in the post. They pretty much chuck threes from all over the place. Now they're going to want to try to trap Jalen Pickett. I think when he drives in the lane, Pickett really is the only driver for Penn State, Mm -hmm. the guy that can score at the rim. But what you got to have if you're the Nittany Lions, and what I got to have, having bet him at plus five, is that Lundy and Andrew Funk don't go one from (laughs) eighteen from three. That was
5: ridiculous, and
4: and that's why they lost. Now. You know, Bowie and Adige, I think have been probably one of the better backcourts in the Big Ten for sure. Northwestern. Veterans. So, you know, I think you're going to have to trade some offense for defense, though. You're going to have to play Miles Dredd. Miles Dredd, not a very good shooter, but he is a very good defender. But Penn State's just got to make threes, and they've been doing it pretty much throughout the year, even though they've gone a little bit cold lately. But I thought five was a little high. I think Penn State back against the wall, I would expect a very good
5: performance. Yeah, so let say the um... – Purple Cats are tough on their home floor, man. And uh, I think they're playing their best basketball. They're coming off two road losses, too. I think they're playing their best basketball at home, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I lost faith in Penn State West when they blew the 19-point lead against Rutgers on their home floor, up 19 with about 17 minutes to go against a Rutgers team that's limited offensively. That's ridiculous to lose that game. And you talked about Lundy and Funk were combined one for 18 from three. How did Jalen Pickett only have one three-point attempt in that game and not have more shot attempts? Uh, They played bad basketball there. We'll see a Penn State rebound. I played a Purple Cats money line parlay, Northwestern and Mm K-State. Both Purple Cats on a money line parlay No,
4: no, I I think that that was a a pretty good play there by you. I actually did take Oklahoma at 7.5, and and Mm -hmm. now they do, I believe, find themselves down nine. If that score is correct, I think, I think they just started the second half. Actually now they're down 14. So, you know, uh, I, I probably, you know, overanalyzed it because I was looking at the line. I was saying, okay, they were one and a half. Oklahoma was one and a half point favorites against K-State and beat them. Right. And they they haven't really played poorly since that stretch, even though K-State's gone three and oh, Oklahoma's gone one and two. So I thought, okay, take out default three points for the home court advantage at Lloyd Noble. That makes Kansas State one and a half. So this goes seven and a half. I know the octagon of doom uh, there in Manhattan is a tough place to play, but – That 7.5 was high, so we'll see if Oklahoma can make a run in the second half.
5: Well, Oklahoma's an erratic team, I think a tough team to handicap, and Mm -hmm. they're going to hit and miss with that team occasionally. Right now it's a 12-point game, 43-31, K-State early second half, long way to go in that one. Uh, Notre Dame about to close out Pitt, Irish up 82-72 with a minute to go. How about Alabama making a rally here? The Tide, a big run to within one. Of Alabama, sixty-six sixty-five with four and a half minutes to go. in Tuscaloosa. This is a 16-0 run. run. 16-0. That's... It was sixty-six to forty-nine. Now sixty-six to sixty-five.
4: Yeah. Wow. That's that's Auburn for you. I mean, they'll they'll turn it over, they'll take bad shots, they'll try to run it at the end of the clock and not get a good look, even though they get one at the, the rim right there, there an offensive rebound. So sixty-eight to sixty five. By the way, also in the SEC tonight, a game that just went final. Kentucky Lost. gets beat at home. Goes down. I end up splitting on that game. I had Vanderbilt pregame plus 10. I laid Kentucky 7.5 for the second half to try to middle between 4 and 10. Liam Robbins gets hurt for Vanderbilt. I know. That's what I liked about them tonight. I thought he was going to give Toshibwe problems. He gets hurt early. Nevertheless, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's trying to work their way back on the bubble.
5: They're uh, not all that far removed. This was a game that uh, you talked about, and I thought you had a good breakdown on this game last night. You talked me into it, and uh, I ended up taking the 10 uh, with vandy actually i tried to get to ten and a half, and in the line changed as i was betting it on the app and i got 10 didn't matter vanderbilt gets the win 68 to 66 at kentucky huge win for the commodores mm-hmm. and jerry stackhouse they're above water in the sec and you got to think uh, they got a decent shot to make the tournament
4: with. yeah i think if they can close out with the win in the season finale and then might have to win a game or two in the sec mm-hmm. tournament i think the sec is going to get seven for sure auburn alabama kentucky tennessee missouri texas a&m and also arkansas probably
5: in hey one more game i got action on tonight i played a parlay chicago state and the over at gonzaga chicago state plus 28 and a half and over 152 what do you think i think that's going to be a winner for you <laughs> that game's underway we'll see all right back with the roll of draft kings
1: To start
2: listening.
0: This is VSIN
4: tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds
5: on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, back here at the VSIN studio, Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas. VSIN tonight, Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans, and Matt Grill, Trading Manager at DraftKings. Joins us now. We got a lot going on tonight. This is a uh, a wild Wednesday night in the sports world, college hoops, and NBA. And uh, let's start college basketball because we have the number two team in the country on the ropes on the home floor right now. And it's Alabama, which was down sixty six to forty nine to Auburn, has closed the gap to one here in the final four minutes. Matt, uh, what type of live play might you have on the Crimson Tide tonight?
6: Yeah, hey, guys, had the Iron Bowl on the hardcore tonight, actually just coming That's off right. a little scuffle there. They had to kind of sort that out. So we've actually got a pretty big decision here. If Alabama were to come back and win, we'd be down about 300K in the money line here. So we're definitely rooting on the Tigers to come back and hold on here.
5: Wow, 68-67. So you took a lot of play on Alabama when it was trailing by double digits or what?
6: Yeah, just kind of the usual pattern of when the when the favorite gets down early, people are piling on the money line all all game long think, thinking they'll come back. This time, and they might be right. They're only down a point right now.
5: Yeah, it didn't work last night with the Indiana Hoosiers, but it might work with uh, Alabama. 68-67, a little over three minutes ago. Auburn up one at the free throw line. I'm with you, Matt. I'm on Auburn plus 10 in this game, so I'd like to see the Tigers pull off the win, so let's get there on that one. Wes? Wes?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully they didn't have a lot of uh, Creighton backers at DraftKings tonight for their sake, because 38-9, to 9, by the way, just to update that score. Uh, Matt, uh, we're about to get, obviously, the NCAA tournament, and I know you guys at DraftKings, you like to put up a lot of different props, you know, uh, and I, I believe you're going to put how many teams from the conference are going to make it, I know you guys tend to do that every year, but... These were some unique ones uh, that you went ahead and sent over. Uh, these NCAA tournament specials. Go ahead and tell us about what you guys got up there now.
6: Yeah, if you were watching college hoops this past weekend, would we see a bunch of buzzer beaters, which everyone loves to see during March Madness? So this is a prop that we offered last year. Will there be a buzzer beater? Uh, different, a uh, couple different iterations of it here, so you can bet on. Will there be a buzzer beater in the first four games? So it's four games on Tuesday and Wednesday at twenty to one. Will there be one in any round one game that's at three to one? Any uh, buzzer beater on either day one of round one or day two of round one at three to one, or can you can just bet it. Will there be one in the entire tournament plus 105? So you might be thinking like well, those seem seem like a pretty good price, but do you remember the stipulation of the prop is that it has to be with with zeros on the clock. The mm-hmm. other team cannot inbound the ball. So if something happens with point one, not a true buzzer beater, but should be a lot of fun to bet on these. We're already getting. Tremendous action in these so far. People can't wait to run these buzzer beaters. Come tournament time in a couple weeks. I
5: love that prop. Nice job putting that up, Wes. It's always a little bit tricky because now you have obvious buzzer beaters like Arizona State throwing in Desmond mm-hmm. Cambridge throwing in the sixty footer against Arizona. But a lot of times, what you think is a buzzer beater is not because they'll put you know three tenths of seconds. Right, because of the because of, five, the, re- because right. of yep. the reviews. That's
4: right. a, that's a that's a very good point. Uh, so you know. I hope we – was it last year or the year before where we didn't really have any? I think it was
6: well, Last year, guys, that we had the prop up. There were zero. Zero. So, they actually okay. happen don't as often – they don't happen as often as you might think for a true buzzer beater. So, uh, but this year, it might swing back the other way, and I, I kind of expect to see one here. We all year. see those
4: commercials, and we think Bryce Drew's hitting a shot like every single year in the <laughs> NCAA tournament.
5: You always have to go back to Indiana, don't you? Bryce Drew and Valpo. It's a notable one, Valpo over Ole I Miss. I know. That was a big one. There was yeah, I, as much I, of a college hoops
6: as much of a college hoops fun him, guys. Uh, you know, last year, not having one, you know, love to see him. We we're actually on the on the hook for quite a bit of money on that, so we we were pretty glad to kind of escape by with that. So we'll see again this year; might not be so lucky.
5: I think there's going to be some buzzer beaters. We had March Madness in late February. I mean, last weekend, West was chaos mm-hmm. in college basketball. Some of the crazy endings. You had a buzzer beater in Miami with Matthew Cleveland hitting a three from about 35 feet uh, for Florida State to beat Miami in that game. We had two. Uh, right in the middle of the afternoon last week, that were uh, high profile. All right, let's talk. Um, let's talk golf because uh, Wes and I are into this um, Arnold Palmer Invitational, and uh, we've been breaking this down extensively on the show. We're going to do so again tonight. Matt Grill of DraftKings, with us. Will Zalatoris looks like your most played golfer at DraftKings. Is that right?
6: Yeah, spot on. He's our biggest liability thus far. So, Willie Will Z, always a very popular pick, especially here with his majors pedigree. He has not won a major, but as we all knew last year, fell just a shot short in the U.S. Open, lost in the playoff to JT. Uh, was also a second a couple years back at Augusta. So, he's shown that pedigree. And this week... The Bay Hill playing probably like a U.S. Open, one of the tougher courses on tour. Going to have some wind that that thick Bermuda gra- grass, so might not see too many men to win this tournament. So it's going to be playing like a U.S. Open. I think that's why we see so many bets on Willis Al tours
5: this week. All right, DraftKings right now 11% of the handle on Willie Z and Rory. Those are the top two players. John Rahm at 10%. Willie Z at 22 to one odds. Rory nine to one. Rom plus six fifty. Scheffler, the defending champ, eight percent of the handle. Ten to one odds. What do you think of Willie Z this week, Wes?
4: Well, I he he made my card yeah. actually uh, at about twenty three to one. I liked what I saw at Riviera, in the fact that you know the questions were really I think about his fitness of you know because he missed the Presidents Cup, missed like about the last five months of twenty twenty two with that back injury, had a little surgery, came back for a couple starts, didn't really do very much, especially at Tory Pines, but then played really well at Riviera. I think he could go well here, and and I think what you're seeing here. In terms of the handle and the percentage of bets, usually you're going to get casual bettors. They're going to bet the more popular players, of course, and some of the shorter odds, but especially this year with these designated events, when you've got John Rahm winning all these events at a short price, Max Homa, even at Torrey Pines, I think it was like 22 to 1 on the close. Scotty Scheffler won at like 12 to 1 in Phoenix. So even it's tough to go all that far down the board in an event like this.
5: I was going to say, uh, Matt Grohl, have you seen action on any real long shots? He might be sweating out in this tournament. It doesn't look that way, but according to the chart I'm looking at right now.
6: Yeah, the one we have a little bit of liability on, and it makes sense to, in my mind, is Sam Burns. So uh-huh. you known as Bermuda Burns, mm-hmm. going back to Florida, putting on, on Bermuda Greens. So you can find him, I think, at our shop 66 to 1 right now. So he might be a good value add in your card. I probably wouldn't look too much past him because, as I mentioned, this is really playing like a major this week. You want to stick to the cream of the crop. Don't try to invent the wheel. Pick out a couple of those big names. I think a couple others are going to have a good shot. Or Xander Shoffley, with his approach game being elite, really at the level of John Rahm the past 20 or 25 rounds. Look to him at, at a very tasty number this week. You don't usually see Xander in the mid 20s at low 20s. Uh, another one, Colin Murakawa, uh comes in with his approach play. If he can get that putter hot just for a couple rounds, even maybe three rounds, you should see him up there. Had a good start here back in 2020 during similar windy conditions. Something else to look out for. The windy conditions should be hitting, hitting the guys Friday afternoon, so maybe look for a little bit of an advantage of the guys playing the PM-AM wave on Thursday, Friday.
4: Guys, uh, I look at the odds here, and uh, obviously one guy on very good form who has won here before is Jason Day, but I see him at the same price as Justin Thomas. That is hard to believe, and Jason Day did not make my card for that reason. So you can play alternate markets if you don't think a guy is going to win, obviously the top 10s, the top 20s, and DraftKings even has top 40s. So would highly recommend playing those, especially if you're going with bombs. uh, That happened for me last week. Of course, Eric Cole falls up short at the playoff at plus 150 to one.
5: 150 to 1, you came up short in the playoff. Matt Girl, you mentioned uh, Sam Burns there. 66 to 1 is a great number of DraftKings. I, I think I've seen 40 to 1 around uh, Westgate circa, uh, maybe 40 to 51 around Westgate circa and some other books uh, in Vegas. That's a good number on uh, Sam Burns. Update on the uh, Auburn, Alabama game. A lot of people on the edge of their seat tracking this one. Wes, we're going down to the final minute. Bama just hit a couple free throws to go up two. With one minute to go, Auburn's got the ball and uh, just threw up a bad shot. Typical Auburn battle. <laughs> you don't <Yeah>. say. <laughs> you don't and say. Bama has a three rim out. Auburn's got the ball back and a fast break. Man, this is a helter-skelter action, yeah. and we got a tie game. And this is big, by the way, for
4: Auburn, guys, because I think uh, if you trust the Lenardi bracketology, they are one of the last four buys, so they're not all that far outside the bubble. If they win this one, I think they're safely
5: in. is not the game tied? was it? Glad you brought
6: the uh, glad you brought the bubble markets there too. Just uh, something I forgot to mention earlier with these uh, uh, NCAA March Madness prop specials. To, uh, so we have all the bubble markets in the top, maybe seven or eight teams right around the bubble. So just look for those as well on the app. You know, as as they play tonight, we'll be shifting these these prices around each morning, kind of updating the bubble just like Lenardi. So we're doing our work here too on those, so you can bet them.
5: DraftKings has a great menu on college hoops and golf and. Um... I'm not just saying that because we got Matt Grohl from DraftKings on right now. It's a a great betting menu on both sports. And you get the college basketball openers up early on Friday, which I appreciate because you have those up usually around 2.30 Pacific time in the afternoon. One game I want to throw at you for tonight before we let you go, Matt. Last time I saw you in person was at the Hawaii UNLV basketball game here in Vegas in December. Rebels are playing tonight uh, two-and-a-half, three-point underdogs at home to Utah State. Who do you need in that one? Yeah, we've taken a little bit of Utah State money here.
6: You've seen this line crept up to up to two and a half or three from one and a half or two on the overnight line. So it is a senior night for the Rebels. Harkless has been an unbelievable player this year. Hopefully he can keep it up, put them on, on his back again. Don't relate really like the rebels chances tonight too, so much myself, so that probably means they're going to do pretty well. So <laughs> I'll be rooting them home though, just from uh, from an alumni's perspective.
5: All right, Matt Grill of DraftKings. Follow him on Twitter at DK Sportsbook. Hey man, thanks for the time. Good luck with Auburn here in the final minute.
6: Thanks, guys. Thank you, Matt.
5: 45 seconds ago, West tied at 75. Bama ball.
4: Yeah, so uh, uh, 75 apiece. By the way, the total did close, I believe, 154 here at Circus Sports, 53 and a half elsewhere in the market. So uh, you want this to be decided in the next 45.7 seconds because they don't call it undertime. they call it overtime.
5: And if you have the dog, like I do, Auburn plus 10, you do not want overtime. All right, quick break. We come back. NBA and college hoops on the other side.
4: This is v Tonight with Matt
5: Humans and Wes Reynolds on v the Sports Betting Network. All right, back here on v Tonight, Wes and Matt and uh, Mike, as in Bray, gets his last mm-hmm. win at home as Notre Dame basketball coach, 88-81. That's win number 483 for Mike Bray with the Fighting Irish, and he's Notre Dame's all-time winningest coach, 88-81, Irish four-and-a-half-point dogs to get the outright win over Pittsburgh tonight.
4: Yeah, and, and look, uh, Mike Bray says he's going to continue coaching. I have no idea where that is. I'm thinking somewhere maybe in the Ivy League or a mid-major Patriot League, somewhere like that. But uh, goes out a winner, at least in his last game in South Bend.
5: Ohio State gets a win over Maryland, 73-62. And we are in overtime in Tuscaloosa. And this is your worst nightmare if you've got Auburn plus 10 because uh, the Tigers had the final shot of regulation, bounced off the back of the rim, and now Alabama has scored the first five points of overtime, 80-75 to 75 with four minutes to go in OT. Wes, if Auburn doesn't cover plus 10 in overtime here, I'm going to let you do the rest of the show, and I'm just going to go home.
4: <laughs> that, well, now uh, down five, that might be a distinct possibility that that's going to happen uh, this evening here, uh, First minute into OT, Alabama 80-75. to 75. Uh, This was all Auburn and, and really throughout the second half. And then Alabama, would they go on, like a 16 to nothing run? Yes. And that got them right back in the game. So, now it is absolute hold on for dear life if you're
5: on the Tigers. All right, Kevin Durant back in action. Let's talk association. Uh, KD debuts for the uh, Suns tonight, Phoenix. Gets a uh, win on the road against uh, Charlotte. I thought Kevin Durant was going to be on a minutes restriction tonight. He actually played 27 minutes. His prop at DraftKings, 20 and a half points. Mm-hmm. He was 10 of 15 from the field, hit two one-on-one free throws, and goes over 23 for KD tonight as the Suns beat the Hornets 105 to 91.
4: Yeah, I ended up staying away from that. I usually don't like to do those type of props, you know, first game back. I know the tendency is to fade, but – they obviously put it low because of a minutes restriction. I, I did that actually with Devin Booker earlier this year, and he still went over his point total. So uh, KD, 23 points, 10 of 15 shooting, as you mentioned, six rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, and also two blocks. So he, he hit two threes as well. So he goes over that three-point prop as well, goes over his rebounds prop, does not go over his assist prop. But uh, what was the pro 29 and a half. Prop, by the way, points, rebounds, and assists for the uh, newly initiated thirty-one total for KD.
5: All right. Also, final tonight in Detroit, the Bulls win one seventeen to one fifteen. About Zach Levine, not much of a defensive player, but he lights it up tonight on the offensive end. Forty-one points, zero assist for Zach Levine in the Bulls two-point win at Detroit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you,
4: you don't say. Uh, that, yeah, that Bulls team—they've been kind of a mystery team because I feel like I felt like one of the stars was going to be moved at the deadline because this Levine DeRozan thing really hasn't worked out all that well, I think, for for the Bulls. I don't think those guys are exactly friends. But, Not
5: Jordan and Pippen. and uh, Well, maybe Jordan but, and Pippen But they along. But
4: they had to hold on for dear life because uh, they were way up on Detroit yeah. in this game, and then Detroit rallies late uh, 29-16 in the fourth quarter to make it a two-point game. Bogdanovich with 14 for the Pistons. 34, I should say.
5: Cavaliers and Celtics hooking up tonight in Boston. And uh, Donovan Mitchell with 34 points. But the Cavs getting blown out 98-80 early in the fourth quarter. DraftKings prop on Jason Tatum tonight, 27.5 points. He flies over that. He's got 35 early in the fourth, Wes.
4: He's trying to get in this MVP race. Mm -hmm. I think it's close to being a wrap for Nikola Jokic, but... He's trying to do the best he can. He's trying to get his team back in the best record, too, because they fell a, a game behind in the loss column, I believe, against Milwaukee last night. So out to a very good start. It's been uh, Mitchell and Tatum going at it. Mitchell with 34 on 13-24 shooting, but Jason Tatum's got a lot more help tonight with Horford with 17, Smart with 12, Jalen Brown, by the way, back in the lineup after missing a game. He has 11. Robert Williams has 11. So, you know, I think that East pecking order is pretty well set. just depends on who's gonna fit in what spots boston milwaukee and philadelphia i think really are the clear top three but uh it's going pretty well for philadelphia too by the way and the fact that no joel mb tonight for the philadelphia 76ers and that's why i ended up playing bam out of bio on his points prop i believe he's already gone over it was 18 and a half bam has 20. so you know, the thought is, okay, Joel Embiid, you don't have to work hard to guard him. Bam really works hard defensively like you did the other night when Miami beat him on Monday, held Embiid to 27. But it hadn't really mattered. This line, by the way, moved to 3.5, uh, 4, I believe, out at uh, VEASAN South at the South Point. 106 to 83, 76ers over the Miami Heat. Miami's been a real disappointment this year, and they didn't do much at the deadline either.
5: Yeah, no question. And – um, Miami Heat, four games over five hundred going into the tonight. In the East, you got the big three. It's either Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, whichever order you want to put them in, and uh, everybody else trying to knock off one of uh, those three teams. Knicks over the Nets right now, 116-91 to early in the fourth quarter. How much action do you have on the association tonight? I've uh, got to see 100% of my bets are in college basketball.
4: Uh, I Really, I just have props for the most part. Uh, right. Bam Adebayo gets their uh, – I have Jalen Williams pending over 24 and a half. The first round pick out of Santa Clara, 24 and a half on the prod is thunder against Lakers. He is currently, I believe at 13 points, four rebounds, five assists. So 22. So just need a couple more in a pretty close game. I think we should be in business to get that, but the uh, thunder up 79 to 76, by the way, still no SGA. He did not get cleared tonight. So no Anthony Davis either. And, uh, why I don't know why Anthony Davis is sitting if you're trying to get in the playoff. Uh, you know, you're know you trying to get probably in that play-in, that 7-10. to 10.
5: Doug Kazarian, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst, kind of predicted this to me uh, yesterday. He said he thought the Lakers were going to sit AD and kind of mail this one in. And uh, without LeBron, are they trying to manage the schedule down the stretch and try to manage AD's minutes, knowing that he probably can't play every game? What do you think?
4: Probably, but it seems like, man, there's 20 games left I know. in the season. I mean, like, you know, now's the time to get going if, if you're the Lakers. 29 and 33, they are right now. They're down three here, 255 left to go in the third.
5: All right. Let's get back. Uh, anything else in the association you want to talk about?
4: Uh, the only thing I played late, I did play uh, uh, Jeremy Grant on a uh, point prop tonight, 19 and a half. Uh, Portland, uh, you know, kind of a little bit shorthanded. Obviously, Damian Lillard, we did get there last night, by the way, pretty easily on the under on the points prop. And that's what you do. I mean, you, you kind of have to fade a guy off that big of a performance. So but. Lillard
5: scored 71. He comes back to points prop is 37 and a half last night against uh, the Warriors. And he scored 25.
4: Right? Yeah. 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 So I'm going the other way in terms of uh, the Blazers. I'm going Jeremy Grant over 19 and a half points. Yeah. Uh, Portland still without Anthony Simons. I don't believe he's been cleared tonight. Uh, and uh, and Nurkic, he's the number two uh, along with Damian Lillard. Uh, so, you know, you're going to see New Orleans Wings, Herb Jones, and those guys I think are going to be pretty aggressive pressuring Lillard. So that could open it up for Jeremy Grant. I have over 19.5 points.
5: Blazers, 2.5-point home favorites total of 233.5. That's the last game to tip tonight in the NBA, and that's going to uh, tip here in about – Oh, we got 20 minutes.
4: Yeah, Simons, by the way, is probable tonight. Okay. So, to correct that,
5: all right, back to uh college hoops, And uh, I'm still irritated right now by this Auburn Alabama game. And Bama's up five, 202 to go. Auburn does have the ball, but Auburn just bricked two free throws. Uh, so I know the Matt Grill and the guys in the DraftKings uh trading room probably not happy with this either. A lot of money line action on Alabama tonight after the tide fell behind. It was 66-49 to before Alabama ripped off a 16-0 run to close the gap to one. And uh, now we have Alabama up five with uh, two minutes to go in OT. This is a game Bruce Pearl's going to lose some sleep tonight, Wes, if Auburn doesn't win this because the Tigers controlled the game for like 39 minutes. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, so 85 80 82, 2 left to go. Uh, meanwhile... Not a lot of scoring in Evanston right now. Uh, seventeen to ten, the Wildcats lead. Six fifteen left to go in the first half. Penn State, the uh, the woes are continuing. Their second half woes that they had against Rutgers, they're they're not hitting anything. I mean, they, this has been uh, Brick City USA pretty much the entire game. So Northwestern out seventeen to ten, I believe Northwestern closed four and a half. Even some late four showed in the market.
5: Auburn just hit a three to close it to two with 145 to go. All right, Wes, with the Arnold Palmer Invitational and in UFC 285 this week, head to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. For all the golf bettors out there, Bet Rivers is a place to bet the Arnold Palmer with top 10 insurance. Place your pre attorney bet on an outright winner. The action doesn't stop there. Bet Rivers has you covered for UFC 285 with Parlay Insurance. And more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the app. BetRivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. All right. and the DraftKings sports, Sportsbook right now, they're hoping Auburn can pull this off against Alabama. Tied lead by two. 85-83 with uh, one minute to go. Brandon Miller dribbling left wing. Gets off a jumper and bricks it. Auburn cannot come down with the rebound. And this is a mad scramble for the rebound. Looks like Alabama's got it, and there's a foul under the basket. So Tide probably going to have free throws. Here, when we come back, we'll update you on that game. Number two in the country in jeopardy of falling. Back with more college hoops here on V tonight.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick
1: to start listening.
0: This is Sin tonight with Matt Humans and Wes
4: Reynolds on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Sin tonight is presented by Zen nicotine pouches. Zen nicotine pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that step forward toward change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at zen.com. That's z y dot Warning, this product contains nicotine.
5: Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Nice job. Way to bring the energy there, Wes Reynolds, back to be sent <laughs> tonight. Let's uh, update some college hoops action. It looks like Alabama will survive. Auburn um, Johnson just drove to the rim for the Tigers and got denied. I, I don't know if he lost the ball or he got deflected. Alabama had a break the other way and then a foul, and now the tied up four was six seconds to go, 89-85. to 85. So uh, all the way back for Alabama tonight. But I'll tell you this, Wes, you and I were talking about it during the break. We have talked about it earlier this week. I don't like the way this Tide team plays on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. It's helter-skelter offense. It's really the same thing with Auburn too. These these teams are mirror images except for Alabama has more talent. And they got a top 5 pick in Brandon Miller. Right. But they play the same way. Helter-skelter, bad shots, undisciplined basketball. I'm looking to fade Alabama in March. Yeah, you know, look, like I, I was tonight.
4: I don't like this herky-jerky stuff necessarily either and I, and I do worry actually about both of these teams. Now, everything is going to be matchup dependent. And, you know, that's what you worry about. Like, you know, everybody's like, okay, who's in your final four? We got to see the bracket. Like, I think if Purdue, even though they've kind of come back to earth a little bit, if they're in with a bunch of snails, they can out execute them in the half court. If they get a bunch of them stuck in their draw. If they have teams like this, it might be a tough matchup for them, even as undisciplined as they play yeah. because the speed of the game sometimes gets too quick for, like, those Purdue freshman guards. So everything is style-dependent. Now, Alabama, look, they, they don't they don't want to be, you know, necessarily in with, like, a, a Virginia or maybe some of those teams that are really going to frustrate them as they slow them down. It looks like Tide going to get the outright one. Auburn going to get the cover, makes the foul shot. 90-85, to 85, 6.1 left to go in Tuscaloosa.
5: Auburn's got the last shot here. By the way, this game went over the total because it went to overtime. Mm-hmm. It was five points under when it went to OT yes. and uh, flew over in the overtime. That's the final right there. Alabama, the SEC regular season champs. They get the win by five in overtime West. You don't have to do the rest of the show by yourself. Yeah, so 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 what are
4: they what, Auburn what plus
5: ten gets to the win column. What
4: what's the uh the celebration for Brandon Millard and that? Is it spread him on the scorers table? I don't know. That 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 did go well for him, that that little pat down thing. Well,
5: nothing's gonna go well for Alabama in the month of March with the mainstream media because everybody's looking uh to mm-hmm. This team's under a microscope, now, right? And they're not and every, used to Everybody's that. looking for missteps and, and mistakes And that's the, the time. thing,
4: and you may raise a good point there. They're not used to that. You know, you're at a Kentucky, you're at Duke, you're used to that. You're at Alabama where, you know, you have some basketball tradition, but you've never really had a team that it's like, hey, these guys potentially could win the whole thing. Right. When you're ranked number two in the country and it's March 1st, you have the potential, even though I know you and I don't like them schematically depending on what draw that they get. But you can absolutely win the whole thing. And it's like, how are they going to deal with that? When you're when you're not at that level or you're not used to being at that level, it's very tough to overcome. So I'll be interested to see how Alabama fares in that SEC tournament going in.
5: I think the title will get knocked off in the SEC tournament. We saw Kentucky get knocked off at home tonight by Vandy. That's going to be a tough conference tournament. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes when you win the regular season, Wes, you kind of feel like we accomplished our main goal. right? And those teams don't play with the same intensity, don't play with the same edge when they get to the conference tournament.
4: No, no, they certainly don't. So, uh, you know, and plus you're going to have some teams that are – they might get in that, like, second game. They might get in that quarterfinal round like you got, like, a Vanderbilt. Or you got a Mississippi State that are right outside that bubble that, you know, can use one win. And that win would probably be enough over Alabama. Let's say it's the one versus the eight in the SEC tournament on the Friday corner finals. So (laughs) I can absolutely see that happening because, you know, there's clearly five teams, the five teams at the bottom in the SEC are clearly not going anywhere. I think there's seven. I listed them earlier. Vandy and Mississippi state though, are really the
5: two bubble teams in that league. You're right. Okay, Paul Stone had some good info today. Paul Stone, college football handicapper from Texas, he's in our circuit college hoops challenge. The top player for Stephen F. Austin, <coughs> last name is Hall, mm-hmm. had a um, shoulder injury and uh, was probably not going to play today. That was a not, <coughs> excuse me, that was not public knowledge. I think that info did leak this afternoon. Stephen F. Austin went from a a one-and-a-half-point favorite to a a one-and-a-half-point dog against Sam Houston. The money on Sam Houston, and uh, guess what? The Bearcats with a K just blew a two-point lead in the final 20 seconds, (coughs) and it's 54-54 going to overtime in that Sam houston Stephen F. Austin game. I know that most people will think, I can't believe you're talking about that game. When you're talking about college hoops, Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people with money on games like that oh, watching yeah. this go to the wire. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's why the favorite flipped in that game from Stephen F. Austin to the same Houston tied at 54 going to overtime. Right
4: and now. it was going to matter in the WAC standings, too. Now, it looks like Utah Valley, uh, coached by uh, the Mad Dog, Mark Madsen, they are going to put that away. I believe they're going to get the win. They're up by 15 late over UT Arlington. That's going to put them to 14-3. and three. Sam Houston is, was one game back. Stephen F. Austin tied with Southern Utah was two games back. You know, the whack. This has been kind of a really, I think, the most underrated conference. Certainly, it's not one of the top six, a high major league, but they kind of rated the Southland a little bit. They got Sam Houston State mm-hmm. and Stephen F. Austin. Utah Valley is a very good team. I think Todd Simon's team at Southern Utah is not bad. Seattle has been good. GCU. This is a good league. They, 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 I mean, this—they—they they leave the whack for dead, Matt. I mean, we remember the whack when they had UNLV and Fresno State and all these other teams, but mm. they leave this league for dead and they and just for a keep long coming time back. Was
5: New Mexico State and everybody else, <laughs> who by the way are strategy. at
4: the bottom and no longer playing, obviously mm. this season. Yeah, I mean, if New Mexico State was their usual self, how how good this league will be? It will still be a one bid league, but right now, uh, Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, uh, fifty four apiece going into overtime. Utah Valley about to put UT Arlington. So I believe that's going to give UVU at least a share of the WAC title. By the way, that conference tournament, if you're coming out here for conference tournament week, I was talking to our friend Jimmy Ott. He is making a trip out here next week. The WAC tournament might be kind of an underrated tournament to go to over at the Orleans Arena. I went to that last year. Now, that's the second week, though. The first week is going to be the WCC, Mm -hmm. of course, next week. But the week after, you're going to have the WAC tournament over there Got some solid teams. I might make my way over Get there and there, see that. Get out there
5: check it out. Last year, I went to the WAC uh, tournament at Orleans Arena. And plenty of good seats available. Yes. And, and I, then uh, I went to the Big West tournament out at the uh, Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Mm-hmm. which was That was a really good tournament, mm-hmm. the Big West. That's I mean, the great thing about Vegas. You can hit the Mountain West, the Pac-12, the West mm-hmm. Coast Conference, mm-hmm. Big West, the WAC, I mean, yeah. you've got five really good conference tournaments, yeah. good, and the WAC is a good conference yeah, tournament.
4: Yeah, m- move like the big sky here, too, while you're at it. You know, let's let's get another one. we got plenty of venues, but, yeah, the, the conference tournament weeks, the championship weeks, are the underrated weeks. I know the Rite of Passage come out here for March Madness that first and second mm-hmm. weekend, and then the second, you know, when you get to the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, it kind of dies down a little bit, but... The weekend to come out here is for conference tournaments.
5: Yeah, I'm not going to say it's better than the first uh, two or first four days of the NCAA tournament, but it's really close. Mm-hmm. The conference tournament week out here is great. Great time to be in Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Wes, uh, let's uh, let's talk about a team that's it's going to be win the conference tournament or bust. Quick preview tonight of Utah State and UNLV. This is a late tip. The last game on the board tonight, 8 p.m. Pacific. And uh, UNLV, a two-and-a-half, three-point home dog, total of uh, 148. The Rebels, eh, this game really doesn't mean much. They've got to win the conference tournament yeah. or they're going to be home uh, for the offseason. Utah State on the bubble. This Aggies are going to be the hungry team in this game tonight, Wes, but are the Aggies trustworthy road favorites? I'm not so yeah, sure. Yeah,
4: I don't know either. I have not played this game. First time around, of course, UNLV, they tried to do that little no-middle against Utah State with the Uwuk- it didn't really work. Utah State absolutely carved them up. Uh Utah State. One of the things I don't like about this team is they turn the ball over a lot, like 30% of the time. And you know, when they don't sc- when they don't turn it over, they can score a lot with Ashworth, you know, running the show basically. One concern also for Utah State defensively, if UNLV's guards can be physical, you can kind of push those guys around. Uh I don't know how UNLV gets a lot of stops, though, in half court tonight, and I would say the same thing for Utah State. I would lean to the over at 147, market disagreeing, but I don't know how these
5: two are going to stop each other. I like home dogs, but I cannot get there with the Rebels right now, plus three. I think that's the way I would lean, but the Rebels not playing good basketball, and I think they're going to get run over by the Nevada Wolfpack in Reno on Saturday. Look for that, too. I think UNLV gets blown out in that game against Nevada. Quick break. We come back. Hour number two. We're going to tee it off with uh, Stephen Hennessy of Golf Digest.